It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Matt McClain was the first of the Reds' young phenoms to be called up in 2023 and immediately changed the energy surrounding the Reds, leading the rookie class all season long. Will he be able to maintain that performance in 2024? We'll tell you on today's Locked on Reds. Put the C on his chest. You are Locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, who we've got the C's on our chest when it comes to Locked On Reds podcasting, because we are with you every single day, and we're free and available on all platforms because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. If you're an everydayer, want to give you a shout out. Thank you so much for doing so. Let us know down in the comments section here on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's or at Steve uh, at S Offenbaker with two F's and at the show Locked on Reds. Thank you so much for making us part of your day here on the Locked on Reds podcast. And today we are going to be discussing the man who deserves that seat, Matt McClain. Because Matt McClain showed in his rookie season just how good he can be. We're also going to look at his performance and wonder if this is if this is sustainable or not. Easy enough for me to say. And then we are going to look at the uh, return of Brian Price to the major leagues, as well as a couple of minor moves that the Reds have made over the last couple of weeks that we need to catch up on before we get to all of that wanted to let you know today's episode is brought to you by jace medical empower yourself when you purchase a jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-e-s-e medical.com all right steve where we want to start today is with matt mcclain who is the next captain of your cincinnati reds Matt McClain is going to be, whether he gets the C on his chest or not, he's going to end up being the captain of this team, at least the on-field leader. That's just the way that I see it. Um, I'm not convinced the Reds are ever going to issue the C again. Joey never got it. It hasn't been issued since Barry Larkin. I don't know what's going on with that, but um, maybe we can start the campaign. You know, get some banners out at Great American Ballpark, do the thing. But I think that what Matt McClain has demonstrated that when he was the first guy up, he embraced that role. He didn't act like a rookie. He certainly didn't perform like a rookie. And as they continued to call guys up, as they continued to fill out that rookie class, you know, Matt McClain continued to lead it by example. And I think that's going to go a long way. I think he'll be the guy that uh, is, is the captain is the leader. Um, I know we talk about India. I know we've talked about other guys, but for me, it's a no brainer. It's Matt McClain. 
Yeah, and I think that there was a lot of evidence to that being the case in the clubhouse as well as on the field. I mean, you remember what Joey Votto said after his first game back in his post-game press conference. He was like, as soon as I got back, the first guy to talk to me was Matt McClain. And he was like, hey, welcome back, dude. Uh, you know, don't mess it up. And that's the kind of thing to me that if Matt McClain, who'd been here for two weeks, has the ability to go up to Joey Votto and be like, welcome back, old guy. then I think he's got the ability to do that with any player because Joey Votto is going to go down as one of the best players in this franchise's history. Matt McClain has uh, no qualms about talking to a dude like that. And I love that because like you kind of said earlier, like he shifted the energy of this team. The moment that he was called up, I mean, his first game in Colorado, it was very evident. This dude came here to play and he finished the season with amazing numbers. We all know he hit 290. We all know that he had kind of numbers that really compared favorably to other rookie of the year candidates. And while he was never going to quite eclipse what Corbin Carroll had set up, he deserved the votes that he got. He actually got a second place vote for a guy who did not play anywhere near a full season. And I mentioned it on yesterday's episode. He actually had more doubles than did James Outman, who played 60 more games than he did. So it was very impressive to see. Now, obviously, moving into next season, we want to see the health be there. We want to see him play a lot more. But what he was able to bring to this team cannot be understated. And I think that he is a guy, whether you're moving Ellie to third base and having Matt McClain at shortstop, or you keep Ellie at, at short, Noel Marte at third, and you have Matt McClain at second base. Matt McClain deserves to be the guy that you like keep in this infield no matter what. You know, the thing that hurt Matt McClain the most, I think, was just being short on games played. 89 games. If he had been around some more games, I think it might have been a little bit of a different uh, rookie of the year conversation. I don't know that he would have won it, but it would have been a different conversation. He played in 89 games, Jeff. As you mentioned, 290 batting average. He slashed 290, 357, 507. Hit 16 home runs, 23 doubles, 14 stolen bases, 31 walks. And and his energy and his presence. You know, we talked about Spencer Steer already and how he was like Mr. Quiet, Consistent. And, and, I, and I got that vibe from them. You know, I got a chance to interview both these guys before they were called up. And when I talked to Spencer, he was, you know, Mr. I like to move around. I'll play anywhere. I'll do whatever for the team. Sign me up, coach. Put me in. Let's go. And when I talked to Matt, he was like, hey, dude, I'm a shortstop. I think I'm going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to increase my power numbers. I'm doing these things. Uh, watch out. Here we go. And, and you know, there was a difference in the attitude. And I think – and not that one's better than the other because I think Steer is always going to be that clubhouse guy that will go to people and help dudes when they're in slumps and, and help right the ship behind the scenes. And then Matt's going to be that guy on the field going, hey, follow me, guys. Let's go. And mm-hmm. with the numbers that he put up, uh, I think he he's earned the right to be that guy at 129 OPS plus. So he was about 30% better than league average in his rookie year. And, and the statistic from Matt McLean, the one that just, you know how I am about this. He was 3.9 in war in 89 games, his first year in the major leagues. Uh, that's all-star level performance. You know, we talked about this last off season when we broke down war, if you're at 4.0 in war, you're an all-star. 
And and Matt came up just shy of that in just 89 games played. I, I, you know, I'm with everybody that's that's so excited about Ellie De La Cruz and keeps talking about the ceiling and the potential and he could be and all these things. And you mentioned this when we recorded together a couple episodes back talking about where everybody's floors are right now. Well, Matt McClain's floor is at a lot of other dudes' ceilings. And I'm just so excited to see how this sophomore season plays out for him. And one of my one of our favorite things we love to do is is you know baseball reference gives us this ability to extrapolate his numbers out into what would happen had he played 162 games. And according to baseball reference, he'd hit 29 bombs, stole 25 bags, and had 91 RBIs as a shortstop. And and you remember that. Before he was called up, the big question mark surrounding him was that power. He told you he was going to improve it. He did, because you said that number, 507 was his slugging percentage. Like, shortstops have evolved over the years, but it's still a rarity to have a shortstop that slugs 500. And maybe that itself, maybe he kind of comes down to like 480, but even still slugging 480 over the course of an entire season is very impressive for a dude playing shortstop. I, I think that what he has done this season was so impressive because the call-up, wasn't necessarily, and as while, while it was exciting, it wasn't necessarily as heralded as an Ellie or, or as some of the other guys. Like even CES, we kind of had a little bit more hype surrounding his call up than I thought Matt McClain did. I think whenever Matt McClain was called up, we were just like, all right, let's go. This signals the new era of call ups, not necessarily the singular call up of Matt McClain. Well, we did that thing we do, right? We're, we were looking over here, and we were talking about Ellie, and we were talking about all the other guys. And, and quietly, Matt McClain just started 2023 doing all the things he said he was going to do. And then when he came up, he just absolutely caught fire. And I'm almost glad that it played out that way because we I've talked about this a lot. We have a tendency to, to set the expectation level so high for guys that barring you know a Ted Williams, Tony Gwynn type season, they're never going to reach our expectations. And because we were a little distracted with Ellie and his shiny gold chains, we didn't really focus on you know Matt McClain. We 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 saw the shiny, and and that I think allowed Matt to surprise us. And I think that's just going to lead to his legend moving forward in Cincinnati. But the the real question, Jeff. The real thing on your mind, on my mind, and probably on everybody's mind is while his performance in 2023 was amazing and it came out of nowhere and he really led this rookie group, can he repeat it? Can he do it again in 2024? That's what we're going to talk about coming up here in just a minute. And before we go out of this segment, I want to send a shout out out to our guy, Brett Buckler. Um, there was a news article a few weeks back about him, and and he's an avid diehard Orioles guy. Uh, and you can you can go you can search that name on Twitter, Brett Buckler, and you'll see this news article uh, and his circumstance and just who he is. Great dude, and he's adopted the Reds along the way too, and he's become an everydayer here on the show. And just want to give a shout out to Brett and thank you, Brett. Uh, Thanks Brett. for being an everydayer. Appreciate you being yeah. here. All right, we're gonna jump into the can it be sustainable coming up 
in just a second. Before we do, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast, at least one of them. That's Jace Medical. I spent a lot of time talking, you and me, and we talk about the wins. We talk about the losses. We talk about all things baseball. We talk about all things Cincinnati Reds. But let's get just a little more personal today. Uh, I'm thankful that we have a connection where we can do that. And I want to shout out Jace Medical. Whether you're on an extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another disruption to the supply chain, Jace Medical has you covered. Thanks to them, you can get life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply. They even have ED generics such uh, for Cialis and Viagra. They have got everything you need to keep going and be healthy. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer from Jace Medical had this to say about the service, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than my local pharmacy. I highly recommend this service for everyone. Close quote. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of daily meds around, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the next episode of Locked on Reds is Andrew Abbott, the actual Reds ace in the rotation in 2024. We're going to tell you. Make sure you're tuned in. Click subscribe. All right, Jeff, let's talk a little bit more about Matt McClain because as, as wonderful as his performance was, as amazing as he performed, you know, he basically came into this franchise and saved Nakatoni Plaza. You know what I mean? He did a thing. So can he repeat Yippee that performance? What is, what is Die Hard 2 going to look like at Great American Ballpark? That's really the question. Is what he did sustainable? Can he do it again? Yes, I think so. And, and there's a, a, some underlying numbers, and we talk about the analytics and things like that, that lead me to believe that's the case. Because when you look at his performance, the quality of contact and things like that are right on par. They weren't like otherworldly. We aren't talking about the high average exit velocities that we got from like Noel V. Marte and Ellie De La Cruz, but they're right there where they need to be. And I think that that is something moving forward that you can kind of rely on when it comes to him statistically, but also the eye test, Steve. Like we, we talk about analytics and we talk about numbers and stuff, but baseball is a mix. Baseball's not just analytics. The eye test for me, when he steps up to the plate, there is no pitcher that's too big for him. There's no pitcher that's going to intimidate him out of that box and just completely overmatch him. I feel like there were points during this season that he did deal with adjustments. He dealt with many slumps, but the key being they were many. And, and, and yes, he didn't even play 100 games in this, but he still gave us enough of a sample size that that's, I feel that's small, tiny slumps, not many slumps. That's many, yes. It's many, a, mm, tiny, yeah, small. Many, M-I-N-E. Yeah, my, <clears throat> yeah it, it makes it a little bit weird when I say <laughs> different words like that, but many slumps that he went through and he was able to overcome those very quickly. He was. And, you know, we, we talk about this sometimes and, and, and he's a great example. When you come up to the major leagues, you can look overmatched. You can look small, 
compared to the grandeur of the game. Mm. And while Matt McClain may not be a big, tall guy, he, he you know, he's a little bit smaller than an Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, I love game, it when they, they like hug I know, each other. When they're side Ellie, by side like, it looks like, looks like yeah. Ellie's taking his kid to school sometimes. It really does. <laughs> yeah. But, but performance wise, this game was never too big for Matt McClain. Now, look, I understand that his initial introduction to the majors was off the charts. The way he performed his first month, month and a half was something spectacular. It may not be quite the same, but when we're talking about sustainability of his performance, I think mostly the guy that we saw in 2023 is the guy that he's going to be in 2024. You know, is he going to hit 290 again? He could. Uh, it's not unreasonable. Is he going to be a 300 hitter? Well, let's not put that kind of pressure on him, but he's going to be in that neighborhood. I think he is that guy. He is that type of hitter. Power-wise, I think his power numbers are only going to get better as he continues to refine his swing and and learn more major league pitchers. Uh, he's going to be able to, to hit. I think he could be a 25 home run guy. I don't know that he's going to be a 30, 40 homer dude, but I could. I think it's within the realm of possibility for him to be a 25 home run guy, continue to put up 25 to 30 doubles as well, and be an extra base machine. Plus, he's got the speed to go along with it to be able to, you know, we're not going to talk about him like we talk about Ellie and, and expect Matt McClain to get on base and steal home in, in two more pitches. But... He can be a disruptor on the base paths just like Ellie. He can get a single, yes. turn that into being in scoring position, and get over to third base in a single at bat and help be able to create RBI opportunities. So I think all of those things are reasonable expectations, and it's not that thing we do where we put the, the bar too high. I really think that Matt McClain has showed the, uh, the intellect, the maturity, and the ability to, to be this guy for an extended long period of time. Now it's interesting to note too, because his BABIP, his batting average on balls in play was a little bit higher than league average, but I think that's who he is because of his speed and because of a stat that we don't really talk about a whole lot. This, this stat I think is worth mentioning though, when it comes to Matt McClain, because he has a really high rate of hitting the sweet spot. Statcast is able to, kind of pinpoint just the quality of contact that a hitter is able to have on the ball. And he has almost 40% his, his rate of hitting the sweet spot of the ball or there on the barrel of the bat is almost 40%. It's at 39.6%, which is a very high rate when you look at the rest of the league and you couple that with the fact that he's got a 90th percentile sprint speed, you know, Ellie is like the 100th percentile, but he's right there, 90th percent. I think that you're looking at a guy whose BABIP is probably close to 340, 350 on a regular basis. So 385 isn't necessarily that much higher. Does that mean his batting average is likely to come down a little bit? Sure. But if you're talking about a 280 hitter, that's still a very good hitter in today's game. So many guys hit 240, 250. But I think he's going to be around that 280, 290 mark for the majority of the prime of his career. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. No. And interestingly, I would be completely satisfied, totally happy with a 270, 275 Matt McClain with the increase in the power numbers and the and the doubles like I talked about. Um, I would have no problem with that. I And I think that 
all of those things lead us to, to this next question that I wanted to ask you and shout out to me for not putting it to the rundown so I can catch you off guard. Where do you see his place in this lineup as far as being the, the best use of his abilities for the Cincinnati Reds? Is he eventually the leadoff guy? Is he a two? Is he a three? Where does, where does he settle in this deal? I think he is two or three. Um, leadoff is going to be interesting because moving forward, I'm not sure how you attack that because I think Ellie kind of figures to be a leadoff guy. If he can fix the, fix the plate discipline, which we, we had mentioned a couple of episodes ago that he showed signs of that at the end of last season. But I think that McLean is just the consistent hitter. The, the the driving force in the guy that when he's at the plate, he's going to get a hit more times than not. And I think that he's going to be the kind of guy that when someone's on base, someone's on scoring position, you want him up at the plate. Matt McClain, let, let's say it this way. If, if the game's on the line, Matt McClain, is he the first guy on this lineup that you want at the plate? Because I think he is. I agree with that. I think that's a great point. Uh, if if you're heading into the bottom of the ninth down by one, he's definitely the guy I want first up because maybe he ties the game, maybe he cracks a double, uh, great chance of getting on base. And if he does get on base, uh, he's going to be able to move over. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, I would like to see him become a little bit better in avoiding the strikeout. I think yeah. that his his place there at the top of the lineup and being I you know I think what was his strikeout rate somewhere around 28% 28.5% somewhere in that neighborhood yeah yeah so I, i'd like to see that come down just a little bit but you know that is today's baseball as well so i i think i agree with you i don't know he's necessarily the leadoff guy but 2 3 that's probably his permanent home in this lineup depending on what's going on day to day and there's something to the idea. We talked about this with Joey for a couple of different years, but analytics say that you want your best hitter going second. And I feel like he is this team's best hitter right now. You could make the argument that if Ellie does the things we need him to do, he could be the best hitter on this team. But as of right now, Matt McClain is the most well-rounded hitter on this team. And I think what we have, what we have basically outlined with his profile is, yes, he is sustainable. What he does on the field is something that we can expect him to do moving forward. Let's move away from the, uh, from Matt McClain for just a moment, though, because there was some news that former Reds manager Brian Price is back in the major leagues. We're going to discuss something about Brian Price that I think most Reds fans have hindsight of and they understand. And the Reds made a couple of minor moves that we need to catch up on. That's what we'll do coming up next. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about another one of today's sponsors, which is FanDuel. Sign up for FanDuel today, and you can take advantage of their amazing promo offers that they have. In fact, new users of FanDuel can place a $5 Moneyline bet, and if they win, then get $150 back in bonus bets on top of the winnings that you get. So you're going to get more money for winning, which, you know, might want to put that on the Bengals this week. I don't know. I think they got a good shot to beat the Ravens on Thursday night even with a little bit of injuries there. But, hey, our friends over at Lockdown Bengals will tell you more about that. FanDuel's got all these great, amazing 
offers when it comes to football season, when it comes to basketball season that's rolling on right now. You can take advantage of boosts, whether you're talking about same game parlays, which I love putting together, by the way. You can take like a guy's passing yardage total and then a guy's receiving props and things like that, put them all together to make a bigger payout and they're going to offer you boosts on those payouts. So your bigger payouts get even bigger. You got a really good chance to make some money over at FanDuel with your sports knowledge. So check it out today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up. Like I said, new users can win $150 in bonus bets on their first $5 money line wager that they win. Check it out. I, I love FanDuel and, and as a, a sports fan of all sorts, not just baseball, I love looking at the different lines that you get with basketball and with uh, football and hockey even as well. Sometimes I might get a wild hair about me and, and check out a hockey line. And FanDuel makes it so easy to move within all the different sports. And you can even look at MLB futures as well. Like I mentioned on yesterday's episode, the Reds are 47 to 1 to win the World Series. I think that might be a little bit of a nice little bet. You know, throw a little couple bucks on. So check them out. FanDuel.com slash locked on and take advantage of all the offers that FanDuel has. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and the official sports betting partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow the show in between episodes. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds. Also join the Lockdown Reds Discord community. We've got a lot of great folks talking Reds baseball over on the Lockdown Reds Discord. Get the link down in the description of today's episode for you to join us there as well. And uh, Steve, it was interesting. We we were getting ready to record and we saw the news come across the Lockdown Reds news desk. That is Brian Price returns to Major League Baseball as the pitching coach for the San Francisco Giants. And that's really a job that he is well suited for. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I was a little bit muted there. Uh, you're absolutely right. Before we had pitching guru Derek Johnson, we had pitching guru Brian Price. Uh, Brian Price was a well-respected pitching coach. Uh, he did a lot of great things with a not often great pitching staff that he was handed in Cincinnati. Uh, and ultimately, it led to his promotion after the Reds made yet another managerial firing mistake. Uh, Brian Price got the, the bump up when that happened. So uh, I think... When you look at his body of work, he's most naturally suited to be a pitching coach. It's where his knowledge base is. It's what he's best at. It's where he's very well respected. Uh, I think his his stint as a manager, you know, tarnished him a little bit. It took quite some time for him to get back into the game. And I don't think that that's fair. Uh, but I also think looking at it, uh, it's a cautionary tale because when you when you think about where Brian Price was before his elevation to manager, you know, again, he was very well respected Then he gets promoted, hired as a manager. And in 666 games, yes, you heard that number correct, as a manager for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, he managed to win 279 while losing 387 for a winning percentage of 419. Not great. Uh, when you consider some of those teams, um, maybe he performed a little bit better than we give him credit for. During his time, his first year in 2014, 176 games, followed by 64 in 2015, a disaster of a season. Uh, then he won 68 in 2016, 68 in 2017. Before being fired in 2018 after a three and 15 start, if you remember that three and 15 start, ugh, um, mm. ooh, 
that was a rough one. I remember being down at Great American Ballpark for a game against the Cubs early in the season there where I nearly froze to death. It was snowing. It was awful. Yeah. And that was a pretty good picture of where that season was going in 2018. The 3-15 and start then uh, gave us the opportunity to see Jim Riggleman as manager of the Reds, which uh, all of us remember very fondly. Um, Maybe, but what's the bunt sign? What is the bunt sign? All, all, yeah, all of the above. Um, we can ask Connor Stallions. I think he might know that cross-sport reference. Um, but when you look at Brian Price, I said this to you whenever we were prepping for today's episode, and I think that most Reds fans, if you really think about this objectively, will understand. Brian Price got a raw deal. Brian Price came into a situation where the Reds had made the playoffs a couple of years in a, you know, a couple of years um, in a in a three year stretch, and. We were starting to wonder if Dusty was the guy that was going to be able to take the Reds to the next level. And immediately, we decided that he wasn't. And that Brian Price was. A guy who had never managed. And a guy who had shown a propensity to understand pitching. I mean, let's give him credit here. And I think that this is something that, you know, with his managerial record, people like to forget. This man got the most out of Matt Latos. Matt Latos, who was talented, but from stories I have heard behind the scenes, had uh, not a lot going on upstairs. So he was able to rein that in, and that was the best years of Matt Latos's career was as a Cincinnati Red, and that's because of Brian Price, I firmly believe. So he knew what he was doing with pitchers. So it's great to see him get another chance here with the San Francisco Giants because. I mean, he was he never managed before. He was expected to advance the Reds through the postseason, something that nobody has done for the last 30, now, four years. But he was also doing this with a roster that it felt like every time we turned around and we said they need this, they never got that. They never got what they needed. And they were expecting Brian Price to kind of fill the gaps there. A guy that I, I just feel like he got a raw deal is that. And then... You know, he did have some antics and he attacked C. Trent in a, po- a press conference and things like that. Don't love how that went down, but let's call it what it was. Dude got a raw deal. So it's great to see him back in the major leagues. Verbally attacked C. Trent in a yeah, press verbally conference. Attacked, not, yeah, not verbally <laughs> attacked. Yeah, not verbally attacked. Look, I think that I think that Brian Price could be a, a, a great cautionary tale. I mentioned that uh, for mm-hmm. Derek Johnson. Yeah, I wonder if Derek Johnson looks at situations like this, pitching coaches that elevate to the managerial level and 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 really like get their butts handed to them and it becomes mm-hmm. a problem. You know, look how long Brian's been out of baseball, really. Um, I wonder if Derek Johnson looks at that and it's really what kind of helped cement the course that he's taken. Because we've wondered, you know, is he going to be considered for the managerial position in Milwaukee? Is another team going to swoop in and try and get him? Uh, or is Derek happy with the the kingdom, so to speak, that he's building here in Cincinnati, where he is mm-hmm. at the top of Mount Pitching, where he is the decision maker from Cincinnati all the way down to Daytona, as far as how things are done and and what what systems are implemented. I, I mean, when you look at it, I, I don't know exactly what the Reds are paying him, but I know that he got that extension and a big raise to become the director of pitching. Uh, it might make sense for him to just stay put as long as the Reds will have him. 
Would that uh, constitute some sort of like life philosophy? Better to be the king of a small kingdom than the jester in a large court? Yes. Or something yeah, like that. That's, I, that's I think the one. See, you're getting it. And you didn't even have to use a Star Wars reference. I love it. And no, no food, you know, no, no mashed potatoes. No Although mashed we did get, there were some positive. Re- re- yeah. Positive these, these, listen. That. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going there for just a second. You guys <laughs> in the comment section, please do not encourage him. He's bad. It's, it is all that I can do to keep this dude reined in sometimes. And when y'all jump in the comment section, tell him much how much you love mashed potatoes. It only encourages him. And now I have to Almost read every single script and run down word for word to make sure he's not slipping in food references. So knock it off. Almost Thanksgiving. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Um, real quick, let's get to this because there were a couple of moves that we missed that the Reds did over the last few weeks. And starting with a major league move, or at least a 40-man move, um, that will factor into you know the roster for next season, the Reds claimed outfielder Bubba Thompson off of waivers from Royals, from the Kansas City Royals. And one thing that I know, I, I don't know a ton about Bubba Thompson, but he's fast. I know that. So he could be a very interesting bench uh, usage for the Reds in the outfield. Uh, th- this is something, too, and it kind of reminds me of a few years ago. They did this very early on in the offseason. This kind of jives with the move that they had with Travis Jankowski. If you remember Travis Jankowski back in 2020, kind of feel like this might be the same move. He's going to be a bench okay. guy at best with a pinch running capability. Isn't that World Series champion, Travis Jankowski? That's right. We must put respect I, I on his name. Put some respect yeah. on his name, Jeff Carr. Um, no, yeah, I, this this move's interesting for a couple reasons. For what you just said, I mean, I think he does kind of fit in that same Jankowski lane. Uh, but it also kind of gets back into that conversation about Barrero, Senzel, what are they going to do? You know, if they're given a 40-man roster spot to Bubba Thompson claimed off waivers, I, I think it goes again more towards that Senzel's not going to be around very much longer at all. They need to free up some space to uh, start making moves. I, th- I, I, I think it. I think it points that direction a little bit. I agree with that. And then the Reds also made two minor league signings. Uh, one of them we know, and Tony Santian. He's back on a minor league deal, so not on the forty man roster, but he is back in the Reds uh, organization. And then. A, a a catcher slash first baseman PJ Higgins, who very likely is just going to be depth in Louisville. Yeah, this is this is for sure just a, a depth move. He has a couple appearances uh, in the majors, uh, most notably nine games in 2021, 74 games in 2022, uh, both seasons for the Chicago Cubs. No, not a world beater slash line 210, 291, 348. Yeah, yeah, this is a depth. This is a depth. They need some dudes that can catch and play first base out in Goodyear uh, when spring training starts. So there you go. The Higgins, yes, he's he's on the team now. All right, and uh, that's that's basically the the moves, and you know the wheels are turning. Th- this hot stove, I keep telling you, it's hot for the Reds. This is not a a hot stove that we're going to wonder if the pilot light's even working here. The Reds are going to be making moves, and I'm very excited to see how it all goes down for this off season. But those were the kind of the minor moves that they made to get the offseason rolling. And as the offseason is rolling, we are going to be all over the news for you. 
that's where we're going in today's podcast though thanks so much for checking out today's lockdown reds podcast and thanks as always for making us your first listen every day every day is coming up on the next lockdown reds podcast is andrew abbott the ace of the reds steve and i will give you our answer but until then steve what can people expect from you and me we're going to keep gathering up this information. We're going to keep monitoring the rumors, the moves, and the news. and Bring it all right back here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. You hit the wrong button again. Yeah. Yeah. I do that from time to time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 